Hi, Michelle Sparks with you, illuminating anorexia and other eating self and body issues. Great to have your company. My topic today is your future is in front of you and it's being created right now. So your future is in front of you. You know, very often we are hoping that our future will be different to our past. But if we are spending a lot of time meditating in and bunkering down in our past, we are very likely to be reproducing that past in our future. Because think about this, if it's true, and it is, that the our current reality, what we are currently experiencing in our life is being created or has been created, is the sum total of all our beliefs and choices and actions which have come out of our life experience to this point, that's what we're sitting in right now. So our past, our experiences, our choices, our beliefs and our actions have created where we currently sit. And that's not to condemn us because, you know, you really need to accept yourself with grace and realize that, hey, here I am and all of us have a story all of us have a backstory, all of us have a history, and that those experiences of life, the modeling, the experiences, our beliefs, our consequent thoughts and actions and behaviors have shaped where we are. But if we don't like where we are and we want to change that, then we need to be aware of how we got here and the fact that we can do something right now to change where we're going in the future. So our future, your future, my future, it's in front of us. And what we are doing right now in our present is shaping that future. You know, I was listening to a preacher this morning, I was at church, and he was just telling the story of these two guys that had been doing some research into the longevity of people. And they had footage of a 90-year-old and a 100-year-old playing tennis and footage of an 84-year-old pole vaulting, for goodness sake. And um, the reporter was asking these guys, well, you know, was there something, you know, was there something these people were doing that was unique? Was there a common thread? And the guys doing the research said, yes, we found one common thread. And the reporter asked, well, was it diet? And they said, no. Was it genetics? And they said, no. And it turned out to be that they saw their life in front of them. And that was the key to the fact that they kept active and vital right into their old age. They weren't seeing their life behind them, but they were seeing their life in front of them. And it's just such an important point, isn't it? Because we can all get stuck in the present if we're looking at our past. You can't actually walk forward or run forward while you're looking backwards. You might do okay for a couple of steps, but you're very likely to trip over and hurt yourself and slow down the process of going forward even more. You really cannot go forward and look backward at the same time. Now hear me right, I am a counsellor. I am a physical therapist and I am a professional counsellor. I'm a wellness coach, so I am not for one moment sane not to be aware of, mindful, and deal with your past. We need to do that. 
because if we do not deal with the things that drive us and drive us towards unhealthy behaviors and attitudes that fester and don't you know produce bad fruit if we don't deal with that we will keep producing bad fruit and life that we don't want in the future so we do have to deal with our past and if you've never had the opportunity to do that then I would suggest that is one of the most important things you can do if you are finding there is fruit in your life that you are not happy with behaviors attitudes thinking and you do not know where it's coming from or why it's driving you then I would suggest it would be good to get some help with that it could be a counselor like myself it could be a therapist you could find yourself in a, a community a spiritual community a church where you are you know look I am a believer um, I have a Christian faith and it's an amazing space not because it's certainly not you know if you've met Christians who are self-righteous then I'm really sorry because that is not what Christianity is or should ever be about we are not made right by our own efforts there's no reason or need for any of us to have pride what what the essence of that faith space and relationship is that hey there is a God that has created us all, loves us all, chooses us all and desires us to walk in a relationship with him that leads to life and health and a flourishing. And, you know, he's made the way for us to have that relationship with him. That's what he did when he came to earth and, you know, made a way for us to reconnect with him, to do life with him as opposed to doing life without him which is the way we've all walked at some stage of our life that's the gospel in a, in a nutshell I'm sidetracking a little bit and I'm sorry I do this quite regularly because I'm not assuming for a moment that my audience um, believes what I believe or think like I think and it's always room for discussion but my point there is that if you haven't had the opportunity to deal with your past, to be a bit more aware, to become aware of what drives you, what keeps you stuck, then there are a number of options for you. You can work with a counsellor, a coach, a therapist. You may find in a great community, a spiritual community, certainly I have found in my own life earlier on as I moved into a faith community and uh, had a relationship with God myself, that really brought a safe place into my life to really start to explore and deal with my past it, in fact it was the beginning of really dealing with my past and an enabling to continue to deal with my life as things came up and what I was saying about community is that in that a community of people who know they're not perfect far from it and who not only come together to encourage one another and to be um, open and honest about our own struggles but to actually pray together to the God that knows us all and can strengthen and comfort and encourage and give wisdom there is something really nurturing about that it's called fellowship and our fellowship is not just with another human being although that is marvelous it's also with the God that lives inside us and that we know together even though we know separately it's a bit hard to articulate but that's what it's quite a wonderful thing in my own life I have a personal relationship with God and that's incredibly important to me and you know I really find that I commune with God probably best when I'm in nature when I'm in creation when I'm looking at um, the natural landscape 
the oceans, the mountains, the bush, animals, trees, sunlight, wind, just all of that really speaks to me of that beautiful, created, unforced rhythm of life of which I am part and you are part as part of this creation. So that's a, that's a part of, uh, a very important part of my spirituality. Another part is that I do meet on a regular basis with um, just a couple of friends that I have known over a long period of time. We meet once a week. We uh, talk about the things that are in our space, things that may concern us or friends or relationships or things that we just you know it's it's um a very safe place and we just pray for each other so we encourage one another on a sort of natural human level but we also go to god with each other and pray for each other and that's marvelous so powerful and so nurturing i also go to church usually once a week and that is a place of encouragement and teaching where i you know just again am reminded of truths that i need to be reminded of and things that i may forget i i you know connect with other people and particularly important for me is there is a thing called worship where it's just a space where you can there's music there's song and it's just a beautiful space where uh, together, corporately, you worship God and, and experience his presence. You can do that on your own, but you can also do it in, a, in an environment, a corporate environment. And there's a real sense, you know, if one, if you could, you know, it's just like there's a multiplication effect and you really feel it. It's, it's really powerful. And, you know, in that space... Um, the Holy Spirit moves. I mean, he can move anywhere, but he can certainly move in the presence of people who are looking for him, seeking him, open to him, and listening to what he wants to say. So you may even get someone, there's gifts of the Holy Spirit, you know, that the Bible talks about this. I don't mean to do a whole Bible lesson here, but you can get encouragement. You could get a word of prophecy from someone, a word of encouragement. You could get a word of wisdom or of knowledge. When, when someone prays for you, the Holy Spirit may drop something in their heart about to help you, to encourage you. You know, there are times when I, I felt flat to the floor and I've needed someone else to encourage me. And, you know, there's an amazing wonderful passage in Ecclesiastes and it talks about the value of a friend and this could be um, a partner as in a husband or a wife or it could just be a friend and it says two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor if if one falls down the companion can lift him up but wow woe to the one who falls alone because you know there's no one to help him get up and then it says again if two lie down together they can keep warm but how can one be warm alone Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him or, you know, an attack. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. And that's really speaking about that power when there's friendship, community, connection. And particularly when in that connection you've also got a God connection going on, then you just really do have an amazing amount of nurture, spiritual nurture. It's like sap from a tree and it really does nurture build encourage and strengthen you spiritually and that honestly is such in my life that has been such a treasure it's something i didn't have before i came into a, a, a relationship with god through christ and came into that christian community do i do life in church no i don't i love being amongst people of all persuasions and all 
walks and I love talking with people who don't think like I think and don't see like I see but in my own life I've got to say the most healing safe powerful place I have found has been in relationship with that God that has created us all and that I have rediscovered through um, Christ and then connecting with different people that also share that relationship and from that spiritual nurture connecting with anyone everyone loving people learning how to forgive and let go of hurt and difficulty learning how to um, travel through fear and anxiety and disability and bondage the bondage of an eating disorder you know I didn't have this going on when I was in my own eating disorder I was very much um, my religious space back then growing up I was I grew up in a Catholic faith and I'm not having a go at the, that but I got a very superstitious fearful view of God and it did not help me become whole and free in fact it contributed to the prison walls of my anorexia but the God who I have discovered is God <laughs> a good God a God full of love and life and light and grace and truth a God who wants to live inside me and be with me and partner me in life that God who is who I know as father who I know as friend who I know as counselor comforter Holy Spirit that God has just brought such peace and joy and um, healing to my life and purpose and hope and I can tell you and I don't have space to do it now but I have walked through seasons where I have been Oh, so flat to the floor, so hopeless and despairing, so in pain, both emotionally and physically, as I've traveled through disability and heartbreak and all the different things that we travel through as human beings. But what I have discovered is that relationship with God and that fellowship with other people that trust in that same God has helped me travel through the ups and downs, the twists and turns, the dark and light passages of life and not let go and not give up and not give way to despair and hopelessness and there have been many opportunities to do that so I want to encourage you wherever you are today if you know I'm, I've said a few things here I've said that your future is in front of you and that if we are just stuck in our past it's hard to move into a different future so there's two things there and the things are that we need to deal with our past and if you are in an eating disordered space your past is definitely, uh, you are responding out of past stuff in your present moment. You know, eating disorders, disordered eating is a way of dealing with our life, but it's not a healthy way. It's not a way that brings health and promotes life and peace and, and good health, relationally, physically, emotionally, mentally. It doesn't promote health. So if that's you, I strongly encourage you to get help with those things that are below the surface that are driving you and I can help you with that the 4x4 Freedom Express is a unique online coaching program where I can help you go through a process where you see and move through some of the old material and into a new space where you can apprehend your future you can take hold of a new way of looking at yourself and um, behaving towards yourself so so that's the first thing dealing with your past and I'm going to come back and talk about 
what you can do now to keep in the present, to be powerful in the present, because that's the other thing about your future being in front of you. You are creating it right now. What you are doing right now in your present is what is creating your future. So let's come back and pick up on that and talk about what you can be doing now to be powerfully present in your present. Coming back, travel well.